Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome back to our podcast. Today we'll be talking about S. Carey's new album, Break Me Open. As of now, this album has only been out for a short time, but as of us releasing it, it'll probably be probably have been out for a little bit uh, here. So hopefully you have had a chance to listen to the full album. That way you can kind of follow all of our discussion when we're referencing songs and just overall our perspectives on this album. Um, If you haven't had a chance to listen to the full album, feel free to pause the podcast, go listen to the album, and come right back. Um, You're also welcome to just listen to the whole uh, podcast and then go listen to it if it seems like something um, that you would like in case you might not be an S. Carey fan. Maybe this is the first podcast you're listening to about him. Now, S. Carey, I feel like, holds a special place in our heart. Um, for multiple reasons. First, because he writes incredible music and is such a good artist. But also, that was the first podcast that Nate and I recorded for this podcast. And so, at least in my mind, there's like built-in extra nostalgia even with his last album, 100 Acres, um, just with the memories of starting this podcast of... Nate bringing S. Carey to my attention and like you should listen to S. Carey and at the end of that year S. Carey was my number one album of the year Um, and I just think 100 Acres is I mean a masterpiece it's really an incredible album Uh, one of our favorite albums to listen to my wife and I on vinyl here Um, so Needless to say, I'll just speak for myself, I was beyond excited for more S. Carey. Um, And I'll get to my thoughts on the album uh, here in a bit. But Nate, um, how about you talk about your thoughts, your expectations for this album? Um, When the singles came out, I know we were texting a little bit, so I know a little bit of your perspective on the singles. I have no clue what you think now that the full album's out, but how about you walk us through uh, through the the Nate Grimley journey with this album? Yeah, so there is, as Andrew's already started to touch on, a lot of like context for this episode we're doing right now mm-hmm. um, with our past love of S. Carey. Um, and I think one thing just off the bat is I've been expecting an S carry record for like a year now, maybe even yeah. longer because yeah. hundred acres came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so I'd been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I, I know I'm I'm sounding like I've been impatient and maybe I have, um, I have. but one thing to notice is this is S carries. I think fourth full length LP, mm-hmm. the first recorded, not recorded, the first released in 2010, mm-hmm. the next 2014, the next 2018, the next 2022. So what you're saying is I should have known better than being impatient. 
We both we both should have I mean, known better. Really, I mean, he's yeah. he's on that World Cup cycle. He's on that yeah. that four year yeah. Olympics. Like, gotta yeah. take some time yeah. to rest up. If train. the Winter Olympics happen, he's there with an album. Yeah, and so um, we should have been able to read the signs, and I don't yeah. think we did. So that's on yeah. us. I just want to first come out and say that's on us. Fair. With obviously, it's tough to follow up. A record like 100 Acres. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as an artist. Like, obviously, that's tough. But as a listener, it's tough. Like, how do you head into this new record? What are your expectations? How do you enter into new songs emotionally? And mm-hmm. I think for me, I don't know what I was expecting the new record to sound like, but I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Um, when the first single, which is a title track, Break Me Open, came out, I was like, wow, this is a weird single choice. Yeah. Like, why would you pick one of the, like, slowest songs on the record? Like, track yeah. nine. Track nine on a ten-track record. The second-to-last track is usually yeah. that, like, quieter, yeah. like, more somber song entering yeah. that finale. Like, yeah. I was kind of like surprised only to find out after listening to the record oh this is like one of the most upbeat and bright (laughs) songs on the record (laughs) like this was the most one of the most single like songs on the record and i was like why do you pick a song that wasn't a single to be a single basically and so that was just was really interesting experience um and as each single came out i think i began to realize it more and more because after Break Me Open came out, I think it was uh, Waking Up, which was even less of a single. Yep. And then Sun Shower is like similar to Break Me Open in the sense that it's somewhat single-like. Yeah. But this record doesn't have a stereotypical single. No. Um, but I think that's what's so interesting about and i'm just gonna give you my straight up big thoughts on the record right out of the jump because it's naturally led this way 100 acres is a track sorry is is a record of an album full of stereotypical singles yeah each song is its own like hit single and and obviously not from like a radio in a radio sense but in the sense of like just like Really clear, solid songwriting, very like prominent vocals, um, very catchy, very beautiful in its own Mm -hmm. way. Very straightforward. 100 Acres is a straightforward album. This album is not straightforward at all. No. It's, I, if you listen to it the same way you listen to 100 Acres, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh huh. I don't view this record as a bunch of songs. I view this record as a single record, a single yep. piece. And that helps me enjoy it so much better. Sure. Um, so, yeah, once I... It's funny, like, I was talking to Andrew and also talking to our friend Kevin about the record because all three of us are huge fans. Mm-hmm. And you and... Kevin Andrew both love the singles. I yeah. was kind of feeling weird about them because of what yeah. I just said. But when the record came out immediately, I was like, okay, I get it. Totally understand the singles. Yeah. I'm in love. I really yeah. liked it quick That's quick on. 
Kevin, I think, was a, a little less as um, caught on a little bit less quickly yeah. compared to me. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, how was that process for you? Because yes. as somebody who liked the singles right away, how did that impact your yeah. first listening experience and stuff? So maybe Kevin and I are very similar. So, um, so I like the singles. I thought each single got progressively better. Um, Sun Shower was my favorite single. Um, Waking Up, I love that song. I think it's a great song. Um, is a weird choice for a single, and I always kind yeah. of felt like that one didn't fit. But I was happy because to me it was showing okay, there's going to be huge range to this album. Which I will say, there's a range to this album, but it's not as big as I expected mm-hmm. um, the range to be from the singles. I expected there to be louder tracks than there were on the yeah. album. I would say this whole album is much quieter than what I expected. Um, it's more dynamic than I expected, probably, because... I would say the big moments aren't big songs. They're just big parts of a song. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's a very dynamic album, but it's not an album that I think I listen. So first time I listened through, I was like, oh, wow, this is really chill. And it's not a passive listen album for me as much as I felt like hundred acres could kind of be, like background music a little bit more. This yeah. is almost so so low dynamic or like I don't know. It's such a quiet album comparatively that it's almost begging you to pause what you're doing and listen in. Um mm. cuz if it's background music, you're going to be at track 3 by the time you realize that you were like listening to the album. Like it almost feels mm-hmm. like it will just Time will go really fast. Your brain will think of something else and you won't be paying close enough attention. So my first listen and maybe two were, okay, this is good. I wish it was a little bit more like 100 Acres was my first listen, which to be fair, I'm going to preface this by saying I think there's a good chance that 100 Acres ends up being S. Carey's best album ever, in my opinion. Um and so I'm not going to say I like this album as much as 100 Acres, but I also think that the bar was set for me so high. There's four years of nostalgia with that album now. Yeah. There's literally starting the podcast nostalgia. There's um, having it on vinyl and playing it all the time. It was the first vinyl we decided to play in our new house when we got here. We're like, what vinyl do we want to play? And we're like, S. Carrie, that'll work. And so... Um, it's almost an impossible standard that I already set it to. And so me saying that I don't think that this album right away is hitting me like it's equal to 100 Acres is not me dissing the album. I It's grown on me, and I think it's a great album. I think even how you worded your thoughts of the album is something I'm like gonna have to think about more with 100 acres being just an album of singles versus this being like an album um of just like everything working together 
I totally see that, and I feel like even that change of perspective will even help me like the album more than I currently do, which I will say, I love this album now. Yeah. Like, to me, I would be shocked if this isn't top 10. For oh, yeah. Me. Definitely. Um, I'd probably be a little surprised if it doesn't end up top five. Um, yeah. For me either. Like, it's not going to be bottom part of that. I'm still building mental space for there to be some incredible albums. We're only in the beginning of May here, so, like... It's not fair for me to say it's going to be my favorite album of the year. That's not fair either. But um, real quick, let's let's talk about likes, dislikes. Um, we won't do favorite track, obviously, yet. But, like, what are some things on this album that you think that S. Carey did that you really like? Anything maybe different or anything that you're like, hey, S. Carey does this and I just want to hear him do it again and he does it on this album yeah um i don't know if i'm just gonna talk and hopefully i'll answer your question um so i love how piano focused the record is yep i grew up in a house where the piano was being played a lot of the time Mm -hmm. by my mom and so i think i have like a nostalgia uh for the piano can I ask you about this? Yeah. I personally didn't realize S. Carey was as talented. I'm assuming he's playing it. Um, but um, did you know S. Carey was as proficient on the piano as he proved to be with this album? He obviously played piano on past stuff, but I feel like this is very piano heavy. Um, yeah, I think... I it's less about I, I know this is gonna sound weird my answer to you it's less for me about being impressed he can do it and more impressed about him making the artistic leap to rely on that yes because he had such a sweet spot with his acoustic like yeah. it's oh, yeah. like such a money maker yep and for him to make that artistic leap, I think is more impressive than his like quality actually on the instrument yeah. to me. Yep. Um, when you have something that's working so well for you. And maybe what I was even trying to get at, um, th- he could have written these songs on guitar and transitioned them to piano. That's not yeah. out of the. That's not Definitely. out of the question. But some of these songs feel like they are so at their core written on the piano yeah that it also feels like he made a transition of how he writes songs so that's where at least in my mind that's what i'm maybe talking about proficient in the sense of like surprised that he can write on the piano because i assumed before he wrote everything on guitar yeah no i think you're spot on and i think the biggest indicator of that being the case for me, and who knows, like we could be totally wrong. Maybe he did sure. start out on acoustic and we're just talking a bunch of BS um, thinking we're right. Um, I think the biggest indicator you are right, though, if I had to guess, is his cadences and vocal performance. Is. The, they're not, they don't flow as quickly and seamlessly and smoothly, and that's not a bad thing, as 100 Acres, where it's like, okay, I have the acoustic, I'm strumming, vocals fit in smoothly. Yep. It's like he like comes in and comes out yep. more in um, 
in swift or uh, creative ways. And that to me feels like it would be hard to do going from acoustic to piano. Yeah. Like the melodies almost and the vocal performance and delivery gives that away to me. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. I think of the song Waking Up um, where the melody, it starts out somewhat standard and then both the piano and the and the vocals take kind of a weird ending to the phrase, if you will. Yeah. And I can't imagine writing that melody if you started on acoustic. Yeah. It's that would be like the most mind blowing melody to come up with without <laughs> the piano. Like it yeah. almost feels it feels much more natural on the piano that timing yeah. than it would on the guitar. No, definitely. And I think on the piano, like, there's more empty space, mm-hmm. almost, where I feel like when, at least with the type of piano he's doing, which yes. isn't, like, wicked full all the time. Yes. It's kind of sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when you have the guitar going back back and forth and being mm-hmm. consistent, yep. you were talking, we've talked a lot about, like, grooves and songs i think it's easier to ride the groove but when there's that space and the piano you kind of have that freedom to Mm -hmm. just enter into that space and leave whenever you'd like and i think it gives a bit more uh, creative flexibility there yeah i agree um so yeah i i think oh yeah yeah so that was a that's a huge love and i love the risk taking there too um another risk taking is Dude, play and, and look. We need to learn more about Escary. I agree. Um, but dude plays drums in one of the biggest bands <laughs> uh-huh. in in the world, kind of, yeah. sort yeah. of. I don't know the if I label Bonnie Verdict. Yeah, sure. There you go. Ever, maybe we yeah. could say like like kind of started indie. And so he's the drummer of that band of that yep. project. And I'm assuming a drummer at his core. And for there to be such a little amount of drums on this record, like there's obviously drums are featured prominently in different tracks. But for there to be such a little amount of drums, again, another risk, another not relying on what's comfortable. I just love him push. And I mean, again, we could be wrong, but it feels like he's pushing himself on this record to not do what's comfortable. So um, all those are strengths to me in that way. To echo what you were saying, because I think right away, and, and I'll just say, we're talking Bon Iver, in case anyone doesn't know. <laughs> um, we're talking about S. Carey playing drums for Bon Iver. Um, the other night, I was in a car with my brother. and uh, Which brother? brother? I'm sorry. You, okay, Nate, yeah. yeah. Um, and we were listening to S. Carey's new album, and he was a big fan of 100 Acres and was really enjoying this new album we were listening to on our way back from a Phillies game. They lost, as per <laughs> usual. Um, and we're on our way back and listening to this, and I was talking to Dave as if he knew about the connection of S. Carey and Bon Iver. And he basically was like, wait, like... S. Carey played for Bon Iver. I was like, yeah, he like played drums for him and stuff. And and Dave's like, S. Carey plays drums. <laughs> because 
even even on 100 acres drums are like not the focus no they're drums there, are but they're like not... yes yeah they honestly feel like he writes everything and then he's like i guess i should probably have drums on this like it almost feels like he's trying to avoid drums and he hmm. only uses them if he genuinely needs them i was probably because of that more impressed by his drums on this album because i think he actually does some technically more yeah. impressive stuff with drums Definitely. Using them more sparingly than he did on 100 Acres. Yeah. But I feel like when he plays drums on this album, first and last track are actually really good examples of it. Yeah. When he is playing drums on this album, he is playing them a little bit, not just tighter, but he's he's pushing himself. Like You can actually hear his drum prowess on this album. Even yeah. though he's not playing the most crazy things, um, but yeah, I, I I agree. I always think it's weird to think about S. Carey as a drummer. I don't. I I. This is where I need to actually know more about S. Carey from like. So I play multiple instruments, but I still think of myself as a guitarist because it's the instrument I probably love the most to play yeah. and it's the instrument I'm most proficient on so when I think about myself as a musician I think first as guitarist then I think of other attributes I want to know what S. Carey thinks of himself as a musician Yeah, because he's very obviously he's not purposely showing off on piano but he's showing he's a very good pianist on this album he showed he was a really good acoustic guitarist on 100 acres he's shown he's a great drummer throughout his career um he's a great yeah. vocalist too i i we haven't even mentioned vocals i know yet. but he's a great vocalist and it's funny because when my brother dave was uh hearing that he's like do you think he like sang a bunch for bon Iver or even like <laughs> ever came up with melodies for bon Iver? i was like i have I have no clue, <laughs> but like, it's weird to think of him not singing, or playing guitar or piano for Bon Iver. Like, it's like, it's not really fair how good he is at each instrument. But, I know. Um, and then, I'll I'll quick go off on something else. To me, maybe my favorite thing that S. Carey does that I feel like no one. I talk to gives S. Carey credit for. And I'm going to give him credit whether he deserves it or not. <laughs> I think his string arrangements yeah. are some of the most fantastic string mm. arrangements of any artist. Yeah. I think the sound that they have, they actually sound what's crazy. Th the strings sound exactly like 100 Acres. Yeah. Like, when the strings come in, it really sounds like it could have been from the same recording session. Like, he has that specific of an idea of how strings work and how they should work that he didn't change that between albums. And I feel like that's his vocals and vocal melodies and especially string arrangements feel like they're almost the only through lines. Everything yeah. else feels different, but those feel comforting. Those feel impressive and I can't get enough of his string arrangements. They're so good. Yeah. So in terms of some other uh, aspects of the record that uh, we could talk about, I think one thing we haven't talked about is the production. 
Yeah. Um, what's interesting is let's connect it back to Bonnie Vare just for a sec because it's yep. it's hard not to. Um, I know. Bonnie Vare specifically with the last two records. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely on the forefront and one of the um, trailblazers of indie music. Specific. I let me phrase it like this. I think their first two records pioneered indie like folk sound. Yep. But then the last two records have helped pioneer indie production. Yeah. Yeah. And the production on the past two records is. I, I think has been groundbreaking, I, honestly, I and I, I don't believe that's an understatement in terms no. of indie music. And no. so I think what was always interesting to me was how you have S. Carey, who's a part of this band with 100 Acres. It's like, yes, he has strings. Yes, there are like little um, production elements, mm-hmm. but... It's very pure. Yep. Like it yes, it sounds pristine, pure, mm-hmm. like produced. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it doesn't sound produced and sound raw like for Emma or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like 22 a million. He's not making these like crazy production risks yeah. or yeah. like really um breaking the rules or yep. inventing something new. Yep. Um, I think he doesn't do that either on this record, but it's a step closer. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like yep. moving in that direction a little yes. bit. Yes. And so I think that's an interesting aspect of the record, especially when you think about the future of S. Carey projects. Like, is this something, is this a direction he's moving in or yeah. is he just going here for this record, yep. but he's a bit riskier, a bit more out of the box with the production. Do you want to add yep. to that? I think what's weird is with 100 Acres, knowing the connection to Bon Iver, knowing probably the availability of resources, that like he could record at the same studio, he could um, probably utilize a lot of the same instruments or... or whatever um, it is 100 acres I didn't listen to and go wow that's like that's that's some Bonnie Vare type stuff this album I get that actually quite a few times um, namely although it happens a few times on the album mainly vocal production for yeah. where I was Mm. That song, vocal production-wise, feels like... Because he's using a vocoder like Bon Iver has been doing for a long time now. But I think Bon Iver's leaned into that the last yeah. few albums a lot. Um, and as Carrie now doing it, other people use similar technology, but somehow it never sounds like Bon Iver. That's where I feel like... That was one of the things that Bon Iver feels like he's um, pioneering. And now anyone who does it, it feels like they're copying Bon Iver. Like it really feels yeah. like he's pioneering that vocal production. And so when I hear some of those vocal production moments on this album, I immediately think of Bon Iver. And to me, even though the album does not at all sound like a Bon Iver album. No. 
Um, it's harder for me to separate from Bon Iver than 100 Acres was. Definitely. I agree. I think he's definitely taking a step towards that type of production, towards riskier things with his voice. Um, I, I think of it mostly in vocal production. It does show up in some other areas, but I would say that's the main area I notice similarities. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on with the vocal production. And actually, like, thanks for mentioning that because you, you you helped me uh, make sense of it and process it once you said that. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it was the first time I heard Break Me Open. Yeah. The first track. He's yeah. He's... There is this effect on his voice. It feels like the slightest bit auto-tuned. Maybe it's not auto-tuned. Maybe it is. But he sings these high falsettos. And then he adds these like... Again, and so I apologize for my lack of music vocabulary. But he'll go up with a single syllable and then he'll like warp it melodically. So like when um, I'm trying to find the exact lyrics. Um, oh yeah, so like I think it's in the first verse he goes, "Well, I sat for days." One when he says wondering how he goes like, mm. "I'm gonna bu- butcher this, so block your ears." Mm. He he goes like, "Wondering how," like like that like. That like back and forth as he's mm-hmm. elevating, mm-hmm. like, and he does that throughout the track. Yep. Um, almost like so, hundred acres. It was linear, like yep. it was moving forward. Here he's kind of swaying back and forth, and re- and like moving in this in between space to multiple yep. sides. So I think you're spot on with the vocals, not just in the production, but also in the melodies. Um, as well. Yep. Yep. So as we start to wrap up, and this sucks, I don't want to wrap up this conversation, but um, but we probably should. Um, we, we got to some, some good stuff. I want to talk about um, any final thoughts, any final likes, dislikes, um, and then I want to talk about favorite song. So... Uh, do you want to go ahead and start final likes, dislikes, and then your favorite track? Yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to puke out a bunch of stuff and then, uh, we can go to you and then we'll do favorite track. So, um, for stuff we haven't talked about yet, lyrics, to be honest, I don't know any of the lyrics really, probably besides the first track. I think I know the first track decently well, but I think that has a lot to do with the style, with the production, with the Mm -hmm. melodies. Mm -hmm. Um, Hundred Acres, it's hard not to hear the words, where here it's a lot harder to focus on the words because you're caught more in the atmosphere and everything. So, And he just writes differently like the song the lyrics are a little less straightforward i think yeah so i'm interested in like i know he's a fantastic lyricist i know there's tons of meat on the bone i'm really excited to dive deeper into that as i continue to listen um other stuff we never got to talk about album artwork another home run for him yeah i think it's not as good as hundred acres because hundred acres is like 
10 out of 10 perfection in that way. But it's so solid, and I love how it creates this darker atmosphere for the record, which I think is so needed. Yep. Um, And then I think there was just one more small thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Yeah, so the last thing I wanted to mention is the track listing. I think... The track listing overall, I could be proven wrong and I could change my mind on this, but it is exactly as it should be. Yep. I wouldn't want to move anything. I wouldn't want to mess with anything. I think um, it flows as it should. And so I'm like really digging the flow. Yep. And I think, I mean, again, I'm sorry we're talking about 100 Acres so much. Um, Either two things. One, um, you love that record too, and so you're happy we're mentioning it. Mm -hmm. Or two, you might not know that record that well. You should go and listen to it so that this conversation is much more enjoyable. But, um, yeah, I think just like 100 Acres, uh, there's not a single track that would move. I think everything is perfectly placed. Um, so yeah, what about you for just like things we haven't really been yeah. able to cover yet? So it's not a dislike, but it's a adjustment that it's taken me and I'm uh-huh. finally coming out with it as a positive. Oh wow. Track name or sorry, album name, which is obviously based on a track. Uh Break Me Open. Um and then artwork everything is very different i would say 100 acres both from production from everything 100 acres is a very positive album the the look of the front it's it's peaceful it's i don't know comforting like it feels great this album even from the the title of it to the artwork of it feels uneasy yes it doesn't make you feel like okay i'm gonna sit down and just enjoy some s carry it's once again like i'm gonna sit down and have to listen to some s carry i do echo uh words i think one of the reasons we both know dark is it's there's the lyric i know it seems dark and and they keep repeating it but um but it actually first time i heard i was like this is different lyrically than S. Carey's ever done. Yeah. It's like really different for him. And so I think it sets the album up for it being really different lyrically. He, I found to be an incredible lyricist in the past, but from a very poetic standpoint, this actually feels much more literal. So I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see um, when I dive into the lyrics more how that flushes itself out. I also know Waking Up Well. I know, I think, one other. I know Sun Shower. Those are probably the three tracks that I know lyrically uh, the most. Um, What else? I mean, those are probably big takeaways. That, like, again, right away I was like, this doesn't feel like S. Carey. Like, the title, I don't like the title of it. The album artwork feels weird. Like... And stuff. It's just it takes an adjustment. You have to realize what the album is, and then embrace that difference, and then the album's great. So, the last thing I'll say. I feel like if I were to take a guess, fans are 
going to be, and I don't know, immediately disappointed by this album. But if Mm. they do some due diligence and don't just give up on this album, this album will age really well. Yeah. Um, I just think, and maybe this is just for myself, if you have past S. Carey in your mind going into this and you're expecting more of the same, that is not what you get. And so you have to adjust, you have to embrace the album as what it is, and then be able to appreciate it for what it is. And I think at some point here, um, fans, hopefully they love it right away. Again, I haven't looked at dialogue about this. I have no clue. But I wouldn't be surprised if immediately fans aren't like, yay, I love this album. It's like the best S. Carey yet. I wouldn't be surprised if fans are mediocre about the album at first. But then down the line they're like man like what an album yeah definitely all right real quick favorite track i think uh i'm curious to know what yours is i will guess um looking at the track listing um (laughs) so you're guessing for me i'd guess sun shower just because you said it was your favorite single and but if I want to take a risk guess, I'm going to say Crestfallen. <laughs> it's really funny. So I I was trying to figure it out for myself. I'm going to say Sun Shower, so I'm going to give you points for getting that right. Then I was torn between Crestfallen and Dark. Um, mm. What's hard with picking, those almost felt like they canceled each other out. Um just opening and closing tracks, they're so perfect, they're so big, there's so much happening mm-hmm. that I felt like if I picked Dark, I was really dissing Crestfallen, and if I picked Crestfallen, I was really dissing Dark. And so that was the only reason I stayed with Sun Shower as my favorite was I couldn't really decide between the other two, but I think the album starts and ends perfectly. Um, and Crestfallen... We didn't talk about it. That's an experimental track. That's really yeah, weird. Definitely. I love it, though. I love so it. So good. So, um, I'm going to guess for you. Uh, I- I'm going to guess Dark. I like that. I like the track a lot. Yeah. For me, it's a clear favorite. Kind of like you when you were talking about Pine Grove. And I ended up referencing 100 Acres with the track, Have You Stopped to Notice. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's funny. It's where I was. Yeah, it's funny because I'm highlighted on that on my iTunes. And I was like, I feel like Nate might love the vocal production on that. And that might pull it out front. But you mentioned Dark, uh, like knowing the lyrics. And I was like, I know you're such a big lyric guy that i was like maybe that puts it over top dude it's, where it's, i was is awesome it's the me- it's the melody yeah um when he sings i forget the exact words it's like where are you gonna go oh no just say you gotta go mm-hmm. um it's just so smooth and so beautiful and so mm-hmm. sad and so yep. emotional and um i just love the overall atmosphere of the song uh I love the vocoder. I'm just like huge fan of this track. Yep. Um, and I think it comes at the perfect time on the track listing. 
Um, so yeah, yep. loving it. Yep, I agree. Well, let us know your favorite tracks on this album. Let us know if you like this album. Um, let us know if you don't like this album, and hopefully. No matter whether you like this album or not, you'll listen to this album again coming up. Um, give it another shot if you don't like it. Hopefully we've been able to convince you um, that there's something there that, that you'll really enjoy um, in case you don't enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it right away, good for you. You're smarter than than me or other people who it took a couple listens to get to like it as much as I hoped I would. So, um Thank you for listening. You can reach out and let us know all your thoughts on this album, on anything else, maybe future episodes you'd like to hear us uh, talk about different artists or different genres or different things. Uh, you can reach out to us on our socials at LDL Pod for Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email us at listening at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Bonnie Vare, I barely know her.